gestating the curious minds involves adult themes and situations. Just a warning. Welcome to Gestating the Curious Mind, where we are merely equestrians of the wild Mustang that is language. We are your entertainers, Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles. Allow us to shine a light on the process of creation for the most splendiferous fiction genre, paranormal smut. Like how you dead-eyed me when you said that. (laughs) Join us for the process of writing a story that amuses us and hopefully you uh, with the end goal of posting the full written work on Amazon for free at completion. (laughs) This is our inaugural episode and come along with us as we storyboard. Glenn. (laughs) What are you, Gertie? (laughs) I'm Gertie. Gertie. I have to look at your face and start associating it with Gertie, your fake name, your performance name. My performance name. It's very, isn't it sexy? Is it sexy? I feel like I've taken on this whole sexy persona that is Gertie. I don't imagine getting buck wild with someone named Gertie. I imagine Gertie has beautiful body hair. <laughs> which I'm, Why I are have, you touching your chest when you say that? <laughs> I have weak, terrible body hair. On so your chest? Everywhere. I don't have body hair. Okay, some people want that. You wish I, you were more hairy? I wish I was hairier. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I would feel like more of an adult if I was hairier. <laughs> but I have sad, weak body hair that sometimes can't even break through the skin, so I have to exfoliate really well, or else I get little bumps. That's what you're always doing. Because I have these sad, tiny little baby hairs that can't pierce my leg skin or my arm skin. Man, you'll sit there picking at some little lump and it's just a single stream of blood just squirts out across the room. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And you're like, shh, you never saw a thing. I didn't realize you have uh, ingrown crystal clear baby hairs. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly what it is, keratosis pilaris. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, What do we... We're writing smut. I know. So Glenn and I, uh, <laughs> during a period of our lives uh, where we were traveling back and forth to see each other on a regular basis, um, my pastime, my plain pastime would be to read a very short paranormal smut book that I could find for $2 on Amazon That's Prime or Kindle. True. Thanks to you turning me on to this world of smut. <sighs> Uh, I didn't do paranormal, but I stumbled across that whole Fussy Littles thing, yes. which was a giant mistake, but there's a whole world of literature out there that I didn't know existed, really. Yeah, that yeah. your Christmas bear episode uh, with the book boys, I feel like, mm. came a little bit close to it. Yeah, Just that's true. skimmed the surface that's of true. shifter, uh, sexy shifter novellas. I'm only used to Chuck Tingle, who uh, has his Tingle verse, but it's all jokes. But yeah. the stuff you're reading, they're not joking. They're dead serious. Even the Christmas otter one where the guy turns into an <laughs> otter doesn't it's not done as a joke. No, these are It's mind blowing. It's a it's a set universe with consistent rules. Um uh, and I I think that a lot of people have this fetish. <laughs> do you think people fetishize turning into an animal? And then getting wet, or do they fetishize having someone that can turn into an animal they can get wet on? I think it has more to do with 
like the alpha omega hmm. omega verse type relationship dynamic. For our listeners, can you explain? And also to me. This alpha omega verse. <laughs> I don't know if I can. No. no, it's more of it's just along the lines of power dynamic. Ah, sure. Um someone's always got to be the bottom. Exactly. All right. There's fine. a clear top and a clear bottom. <laughs> and the idea of a faded mate, I think, is something that gets lonely people all excited because you have someone oh. who's meant to be with you. The faded mate, much like Twilight, except that was, uh, yes. he was faded Imprinting. against an infant. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's disturbing. All right, fine. <laughs> so we're doing that. How are we constructing this oh, burp story? <laughs> this is, we can do anything we want on this podcast. We can. I could just take a shit right here in front of you. No one's going to stop me. No one's going to stop you. That reminds me of uh, Glenn would uh, flash me his butthole thinking that his butthole hair covered the actual butthole. And he didn't realize that I was seeing the entirety of it, the whole hole. My entire life growing up, uh, there was a, a kind of a nudity phase I went through in high school where I would just suddenly show people my butt for no reason. And... Um, and uh, everyone said, man, you got a lot of hair in your butt. And they nicknamed me Hack, Hairy Ass Crack. Really? Yeah, that's you Hack. You have the smoothest baby's butt. Thanks. I'm glad that the world is learning this about me. <laughs> my smooth baby's butt in my shallow my shallow navel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they'd always say, oh, when's this Hack coming out tonight? I'm like, well, if I drink enough, you'll see Hack. And then I'd show my butt, and then they'd say, my God, there's a lot of hair in there. It's ridiculous. And so I never, no one was ever attracted to me, and I dated no one through high school. But, um... I was thinking I still have that. Apparently with age, the hairs have <laughs> snapped off over time and smoothed out. Much like that spot on my leg hair where you can yeah. tell I got my cell phone <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> I think that's happened with my butt. So I, I was like, you want to see something? I spread my cheeks thinking you see nothing but hair and then freak out about how weird that is. But apparently you just look straight into my butthole. I've been staring down the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, getting old. I don't have a young high school's body anymore like I used to. My no. wrestler's body. Now you have an otter's body. Smooth and hairless. <laughs> an otter's body. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a porpoise? <laughs> Fine. How are we writing this book? We have the Alpha and Omega. That's something apparently we have to keep in mind as we're constructing this story. It's a common trope, but we can take uh, artistic license. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what we have here... Uh, your oldest child was kind enough to write us up the important elements of a story. So we're walking. Um, we're going to be working off of the base of uh, starting with exposition. We have our rising action, our climax, our falling action. Uh, what does that say? Resolution. <laughs> Finally, we have resolution. So she's instructed us to come up with a list of protagonists, antagonists. Mm. Uh, we have our setting, our conflict, which includes internal and external, and or. Yeah. Um, probably should just be or. Yeah. Or else it might get sloppy, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. So we'll <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later, um, and also flesh out some side characters just for flavor, dude. Just for flavor. So we picked a type of theme for this story already. Right. Did we not? We did. Uh, how much of this do we want to give away as we're constructing our protagonist, our antagonist, and everything else? I think we should keep that, you know, we should um, 
<laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you. Let's keep it secret for the moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if our listeners with their keen listening ears <laughs> uh, can, can pick out. out what exactly we had been uh, previously discussing as far as what this story is about. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but what we are going to tell you about, since this is our storyboarding episode. Yes. What we've done is under each of those previously listed uh, parts of what makes up a good story, we've come up with four individual options. So we are now going to be rolling to decide what we're going for. So I don't know if we want to read off the whole list of what's under these because we might flesh it out. You want to? Let's do it. I think we should. Okay. Uh, do you want to do that or do you want me to do that? No, you do it. That's the best part about this. I get to sit back and you run everything. So we're starting with our protagonist. Can you keep notes? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So right now we're working on our protagonist. First, we are rolling for our driving factor. Uh, we have four options here. So what is the driving factor of this protagonist? Is it... To be the sweetheart of the family, even though orphans. <laughs> is it to have a pool at home instead of using the public pool? <laughs> is it to be prepared for nuclear fallout? <laughs> or is it to find a cure for werewolfism? Mm. Okay, we got a two. So it's to have a pool at home instead of using the public pool. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to be rolling for the protagonist's fault. Will it be... Illness? Are they finicky slash fussy? Will it be bats? Just bats. Or <laughs> That's one of their faults. Bats. bats. <laughs> or will they be racist? Man, I'm hoping for racist. Oh, it's is it bats. racist? Oh, is it bats? Oh, it's bats. Good. As soon as I was like, oh, I hope one of his faults is racist. Like, wait a minute. We'd actually have to start writing about racism. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really hoping that wasn't the case as soon as I said it out loud. So our protagonist uh, just bats what has the, a driving is... factor of wanting to have their own pool instead of using the public pool, mm-hmm. um, but bats. How are we going to make his fault be bats? That's for episode number two. Is it? A fear? We're going to keep uh, yeah, pushing yeah, along. I guess you're We're right. pushing along. Is it a fear? No, of bats? Can't, it can't be a fear because that's going times? to be under the conflict. <laughs> Fine. It's a. <laughs> it's a quality of their personality is bats. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> is he like a bat nerd where he can't drop it? Like he knows all these different breeds. And, like we could write entire paragraphs about d- different breeds of bats and how cool these certain breeds of bats are. <laughs> like it's a fault that he's so nerdy about how much he loves bats. I honestly love a great zoological tangent Mm -hmm. dropped in the middle of a smutty (laughs) book. So let's revisit that. Yeah, this was one of your things you mentioned before. Like, I love a lot of pointless detail in something. (laughs) So one of our options when we were coming up with these lists, I forget what it was, was like a drill, but it's a certain brand of drill. Oh, let's get to that. Let's get to that. I know. So you love that for some reason. I, I think it's hilarious. All right, next up. Okay, so now we are working on our antagonist. Okay. So we have four options for our antagonist, because our antagonist could be a person, could be a place, a thing, or an idea. Yep. A concept, if you will. Just a concept. Democracy. 
That's their antagonist. <laughs> so first we're rolling this D4 to decide which of those four things is our antagonist. Oh, okay. Number four, an idea an is idea. our antagonist. So we have four options under idea. Is our antagonist going to be the spirit of the holidays? <laughs> virgin. Just virgin? Just virgin. Not virginity as a concept, but just virgin. Just virgin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out if, it, if we choose it. Fine. Capitalism. Capitalism. Or bathing. <laughs> the idea of bathing? Number three. Capitalism. Capitalism. All right. Oh, we didn't. Okay, now we can talk about the drill press because under three... We had uh, the 18-inch floor standing with work light, laser, and 16 speeds. It's the Delta 18-900L drill press. That was the antagonist, potentially? Yes. (laughs) 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 And I'm really, truly disappointed. I'm Now I'm starting to really wonder. It was fun when we were coming up with the uh, the ideas for the list, but, like, capitalism... How is that the antagonist of the story? You know, it's our our game. Let's re-roll. No, no, no. It's fine. We're keeping it. We have to work with what we've got, no matter how much of a pain in the ass it is. I almost think we have to look at examples of an idea as an antagonist in other people's works to understand what the hell we're supposed to do with it. Well, I guess Unless it kind it's of... the spirit of capitalism keeps coming out to fuck up whatever he's trying to do in his life. <laughs> exactly. So his goal is to have his own home pool instead of using the public pool like uh... the poor's. But he doesn't have enough money because of capitalism. This is going to be our communist manifesto. This is going to be so Which would be in support of a public... It would be in support of a public pool. So not a communist manifesto. This is going to be very pro-capitalism, if anything, because he wants his own... Basically, we're writing about a paranormal smut romance of just an Elon Musk type is all we're doing right now. I hate this. Well, your goddamn idea. You said you wanted to do a (laughs) podcast. We also wanted to write a book. And you're like, let's do it together. Here we go. What's next? All right, setting. So we're going to roll this 1d20 twice. Uh, the first roll has to be a double digit. We decided this when trying to pick a setting. Um, oh, like year and place. Yeah, and, yeah, unless you want to write a story set in, you know, 1820 or yeah. 820. Sure, 820. <laughs> okay, we're rolling one seventeen. Oh, God, really? Oop. Rerolling that fell in my lap. 1704. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to look up. This story is going to be a lot of name dropping of like things that happened recently around 1704. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to look up the Wikipedia page of Pretty what much. happened in 1704. Hottest movies of 1704. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay. So we got the year. Is there anything else with the setting? Yes. So now we're going to go back to our trusty D4, mm-hmm. and we're going to roll for the place. Oh, right. So What's our listing for place? Will it be at a haunted farm, a haunted tropical resort, mm-hmm. a haunted mountaintop? I didn't know you made everything haunted. Or a haunted shuttle bus. Shuttle bus. <laughs> Three. It's a haunted mountaintop. Okay. Okay, so now we get to talk conflict. Okay. Um, we can have either internal or external, or we can have internal and external. You want to make it real messy, or you want to go easy mode for the first time? Let's make this messy as hell. Let's make it messy. Internal and external. So we're going to have both. 
Okay. So again, D4, internal. All right. Will our internal conflict be self-doubt, mm-hmm. delusion of grandeur, mm-hmm. body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. or little baby piss pants scaredy cat? <laughs> God, I hope it's little baby piss pants. It's self-doubt. Self-doubt. Lame. It's so lame. We should have came up with more bizarre ones. So I we're, know. we're satisfied with every <laughs> one that we get. All right, external. Let's for external. Okay. Our external conflict. Will it be amnesia, damun, <laughs> pants that cause cancer, <laughs> or <was> gassy, <laughs> which I don't think is mine. external conflict. <laughs> Other people can be gassy around him. It's four. It's gassy. It's gassy. That's actually a good one. <laughs> what if his presence makes people fart and he just doesn't like it? <laughs> he gets really upset that he causes that, and he also doesn't like the way he makes people smell. Or does he have trouble when smelling flatulence? <laughs> it is 1704. It Oh, yeah. People's bad People breath. Stank. So burping could also be part of the problem. Definitely. How does pools, I guess pools existed. Pools have existed since ancient Rome. But it's weird that there's public pools like that he doesn't want to be a part pool, of. It's pool or it'll catch rainwater. It's more like a cistern than anything else. I suppose. People didn't really swim for fun. You would, you know, die no, or I love be labeled a witch. So in this story, we already have to establish that in this alternate fantasy reality, people have begun developing modern pools in 1704, but he doesn't like that the public ones, there's a lot of riffraff in there, so he wants to make his own. <laughs> it's it's going to be anachronistic, but it's yeah, going to be fun. It's going to be bizarre. All right, what's next? Okay. So, side characters. How many side characters do we want? You want two side characters? Round it out? I think we should roll a dice to see how many we're forced to have, because we have to mention every single one and work them into the story so they have importance. Let's. You want to limit that to a D4 then? Or sure. a D6? Because that could really backfire. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if we did a D20. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> we'll do a D4. All right, D4. Okay. We have two, two side, side characters. characters. All right. Okay, and we have uh, six traits here. So which trait is the first side character going to embody? One of two. Are they the comic relief? Are they high maintenance? Mm-hmm. Are they tough and sexy woman who can fix cars in 1704? <laughs> are they wise old man? Mm-hmm. Are they the heckler? Or are they the hacker in 1704? Okay, rolling a d6. Number five, the heckler. The heckler, thank God. So that's number one. We get to roll again. The hacker come from the future. All right, go ahead. You know what? That's a that is absolutely an option. No one said we couldn't do that. We're we're writing this story. Number one. Comic relief. Okay. Oh, we're gonna have to be funny. (laughs) This is gonna be ridiculous. All right, so the protagonist has a driving factor that he wants a pool at home instead of a public pool, so that's going to be difficult to write about in 1704. His fault? Bats. (laughs) (laughs) The antagonist? Capitalism. (laughs) The setting is the year 1704 on a haunted mountaintop. (laughs) Isn't it going to be a mountaintop community, or he's just by himself on a haunted haunted mountaintop, wishing he could have friends, but... He's so gassy that he does things to live in a haunted mountaintop. His conflicts, uh, internal, self-doubt, external, gassy. So I guess either he's gassy or he's sick of other people being gassy. And the side characters, he's going to have what? Two friends? 
that help him? One's a heckler and the other one's comic relief. Heckler, like heckling him? I guess so. Like, whatever, dumbass. <laughs> Are you scared of bats? <laughs> like, throws a bat at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not scared. Maybe he is a bat. <laughs> maybe he's a werebat. Oh, maybe he's a werebat. Well, should we tell people what we originally... Because I think this story's completely changed from our original idea. Right. We can't... Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, so we could just say what our... So the original idea was going to be that we wanted to have a person who basically would change into a werewolf. We were just going for the easiest paranormal romance trope. Sexy wolf boy. Uh, and that also we were playing with the idea that maybe he was also going to be into being a little. And he was with a <laughs> pack of other wolves that were also littles. And every time they transformed a fight... The, whatever their antagonists or their uh, whatever their conflicts and stuff, their side characters are, that they were going to be wearing little pampers as wolves and fighting. And so this was our whole idea that we were waiting. But this is impossible. It's impossible. This is going to be messy enough as it is. Yeah. So we'll we'll come back to the werewolf littles. We'll come back to the werewolf littles someday. Someday. But this isn't going to allow us to do it. Well, all right. So we got our protagonist, got our antagonist, got our setting conflict, side characters. Is there anything else? That's... As as far as, um, you know, the parts of a the elements of a story go, I think that's about it. Really, we just need to flesh it out. Um, so their driving factor, okay, they want a pool at home instead of using the public <laughs> pool. <laughs> Which, um, in 1704, how are we going to explain that? Just an alternate universe? It'll be anachronistic. They'll go to the public pool... And maybe everyone's judging him because his, uh, I'm just assuming he's a man, his mm. uh, stockings are torn. <laughs> his buckles aren't polished on okay. his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. How are we going to work bats as a fault? <laughs> We're not writing this down for sure yet, but we got time here. We Do can bats try and... follow him wherever he goes? <laughs> well, it's it's not a conflict. It's a fault of his. Right. It's something that prevents him from achieving whatever he wants or people judge him for, I imagine. Wouldn't that be the antagonist? Yeah. <laughs> bats was such a bad decision. <laughs> Usually a fault would be like, I don't know. Like memory like loss a or a personality problem or yeah, something. But exactly. no, we got bats. So we have bats. What if ever since he was a kid, a bat went straight for his juggler but got caught? And the doctors realize we can't remove this bat or else he'll never stop oh, bleeding. So he has out. to live with this bat stuck to his neck for the rest of his life. Okay. <laughs> he can never find love because no one can accept him for his bat. I like that. You like that? Yeah. You uh, know about the medical profession. Is there a way that an animal can get stuck to some part of your body that you can't remove? No. Otherwise, you'll die? No. Like, maybe it thrust at you so hard its head went into your chest and now it's in your heart and you can't remove it? No. All right, fine. No. If you do get some—if if something punctures you, don't pull it out before you're in the presence of someone who can give you emergency care. Sure. Um, but they're never just going to leave something there. <laughs> well, this is 1704. That's true. Maybe they put leeches all over the bat, and they're like, we can't fix this. The bat's still there, and it's still alive. <laughs> they're trying to do bloodletting on the bat, and we're like, he's still going. He's we can't a, get rid of him. That's it. Yeah. I love it. Fine. All right, so he's got a bat attached to him in some way, shape, or form. 
So capitalism <clears throat> is the antagonist. Is it? Uh, because if it were not for capitalism, our main character would be able to have his own pool. So, yeah. He's supposed to antagonize and move him forward. Either by being somebody in conflict with or whatever. Maybe he needs to get a job in order to get the pool. Maybe. Which is tough to do in your job interviewing in 1704 with a bat stuck to your neck. That's true. <laughs> the bat How about the stories <laughs> about him trying to get a job? <laughs> is that what this whole story is about? Yes. The story is about him getting a job for this pool. But oh. he lives on a haunted mountaintop. Why does he live on a haunted mountaintop now? Because that's what we rolled for. Rolling for it doesn't solve the problem. So we have a person that wants to have a pool at home instead of having to be at the public pool. His fault is bats. We're guessing maybe he's got something attached to him. In 1704, and he's just on a haunted mountaintop. Is the problem... And if capitalism is the antagonist, is the problem that he inherited this haunted mountaintop home, mansion... And then he wants to do better to impress people because no one ever wants to date him or something. I don't because of the bat. But it's like, I don't understand what the haunted mountaintop. Well, it's just the, it's simply the setting. They are simply on the haunted mountaintop. That's where it takes place. But we gotta explain why he's on a haunted mountaintop, right? He could move. I don't think. No, it's gotta suck because there's ghosts to, everywhere. Well, I I personally think, uh, like they're digging a hole for the pool. And they come across a, oh, a haunted he... skull and they just toss it onto the pile because <laughs> they're so used to haunted shit. Oh, is it? I, was like, I thought maybe they discover the place is haunted as they're digging for the new pool. That could. I like uh, that. I like that. There we go. That brings in the, the paranormal smut. Uh, oh, oh. Well, that's the other thing is we don't have romance in here at all yet. We don't have romance. How are we going to get the smut? He's got a bat on his neck. <gasps> Maybe he discovers his house is haunted as they're digging for the pool. And then what? A sexy ghost? A sexy ghost. No one's going to be transforming. We're getting rid of the, the original idea altogether. Yes. I realize that. But now it's just going to be ghost fucking? Yes. Okay. At the pool, dude. He's digging for a pool and discovers that the house is haunted by a sexy ghost. We should probably flesh out the sexy ghost. Or is the sexy ghost... The antagonist and its capitalism. <laughs> it's the ghost of capitalism. <laughs> Should that be why it's haunted? <laughs> I, for one, think that the healthiest relationships is when your partner is your antagonist. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no. Definitely. Fine. So he's dis- he discovers a sexy ghost uh, who actually accepts him for the bat on his neck because ghosts have pretty low... Low, slim pickings. They yeah. don't have very many options. Yeah. So this guy with a bat on his neck's like, fine, I'll just not look at the bat. And then they have crazy, buckwild, wet sex. Uh, oh, so wet. <laughs> the ghost is someone who who drowned. Maybe this is how the story ends, where the ghost finally gets the... Maybe the reason why he wants a pool to begin with is because he's digging for whatever reason and pulls up this water ghost. Uh. Needs to be in a wet environment, dude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he wants to That's build this beautiful. pool. She's been maybe, maybe she goes out to public pools at night and just doesn't uh, doesn't enjoy it. It's more about her, and he's in love with her, so he wants to build her a pool for his home so they can get wet privately. <laughs> she can only have sex in the pool. She can only have sex in the pool. Uh, That's the reason why he can't. He met her at the public pool. <laughs> Turns out she lives on his property. 
Uh, and she's like, if you just build a pool in your yard, we can you have sex it, privately I will all the come. time. The, and she'll, you know, be doing like weird foot stuff under the surface of the water, <laughs> so the other people can't see. <laughs> and she's like, just build a public pool in your yard, man, and I'll be right there. We can get wet all the time. So his self doubt, his internal conflict, the self doubt is that he doesn't actually believe that she could possibly want him. She thinks it he maybe he thinks that it's just because he dug up her skeleton and that's why she's connected to him because he doesn't believe that he's lovable um, because of his bat. Because of his bat. <laughs> and also um what are we going to do about Gassy? Okay. Let's back up for a second. Does he do renovations on his mountaintop mansion home? Digs up her skeleton. Mm -hmm. She, as a wisp, says, I love to get wet. I'll see you at the public pool. And goes off to the public pool. So he meets her out there, and she tries to get all sexy with him. It's the first person to ever touch him because it's bad on his neck. (laughs) And so she's like, if you just got a home pool, you got a home pool, we can do this every night. And um, his self-doubt being that no one could love him because of the bad on his neck. And that if she were alive, she would never love him. She just has slim pickings. But then the gassy is maybe he his one of his problems. The conflict is he keeps farting. He's got a gas problem, oh. and the bubbles keep coming up in the water. So it's no way he can hide it. She Especially since it. he's anxious. And every <laughs> time anxious. the bubbles come up, they break through her wisp-like body. So she can't really make contact with him consistently. <laughs> Feels more like radio static on the genitals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that he... She, like, comes up behind him to go ahead and uh, jerk him off from behind to do a wraparound. <laughs> and then he, like, farts by accident and the bubbles go up through her because she's pulled mostly water. So it's, like, popping up off the top of her head. And he's like, I don't like this. <laughs> All right. So we figured out the gassy. Side characters is a heckler. Well, now we got a side character. Somebody at the public pool that keeps heckling him because it's going to take most of the story for him to build a pool in his yard. Right. And we got the comic relief, which is maybe a friend of his that tries to help him in comic. Does he have a friend at all? I guess he has a... Okay, so let's say he has a friend, the comic relief. Uh, Are we going with more of the, like, hapless doofus type comic relief? No, not the movie Weird Science. It had Val Kilmer in it, and it was one where he was, like, super cool, and he builds, like, a laser. He's, like, like a young Einstein type. Maybe it's even... I don't know. It's like he's like a young... McGruber? No, no. It's like an (laughs) 80s movie where he's like this like ununderstood genius, but he's super cool. He's like quirky. He wears Hawaiian shirts. He's always got sunglasses. It was your classic 80s annoying character, basically. He's going to have to be that, like where he's either like he's always in the pool uh, with sunglasses on, some kind of cocktail, and he's always got something kooky and witty to say. Okay. I'm thinking that, like really annoying. Like, he basically, if he if they skateboarded back in 1704, he would have been skateboarding, too, with a hat on backwards. He could absolutely skateboard. With a proto-skateboard? Yes. But that would be with, like, giant bicycle wheels on it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a piece of wood with these huge, like, those giant, uh, what are those bikes called? The giant front wheel and the I tiny back know. wheel? Yeah. Anyways, we'll figure that out. But, yeah, I want him to be the Val Kilmer. Uh, we'll have to, I'll have to show you what I'm talking about, because, my God, is he annoying. So our comic relief is Val Kilmer. Yep. And then who's our heckler? Who would we model the heckler after? I'm kind of thinking uh, the guy from Seinfeld. Newman? Yeah. The male guy? Yeah. (laughs) 
It's gonna be like him sitting at the public pool. Just a general asshole. She's only using her feet on you because she's a ghost and she hasn't got any other options. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy fucking a ghost. Yeah, that's all you got, bat boy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You're basically masturbating. <laughs> You're making her do all the work over there. <laughs> Fine. All right. So you got the Newman type. Then you've got his best friend. That's the super cool, quirky, weird Val Kilmer type from that movie. I can't think of the name of. Uh, how is the result? How is it going to get resolved? Roughly. We don't have to stick to it. Any of this stuff can change as we're writing it. Well, the resolution, if we're looking for a happy ending, is that. She becomes real um, or something? Or does he die? No, he just <laughs> he realizes that even though he has this bat stuck to him forever and they cannot be separated that mm-hmm. he is still lovable and he chooses to accept his wet l- ghost lady's love <laughs> and the pool is made and they live happily ever after at their haunted mountaintop resort okay what if on top of that the comic relief uh, genius scientist quirky funny man Val Kilmer Helps him figure out how to heat the pool so that she also becomes real warm, like body temperature warm. (laughs) (laughs) Like basically a hot tub. She's like 98 degrees or whatever. (laughs) But the problem is he keeps passing out if he's in there for too long. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, there's got to be something where they uh, they can finally be together. Well, why can't she just be cold? That's not one of the conflicts we rolled for. Nah, I guess you're right. Okay, so does he overcome his... His conflict, his self-doubt, he overcomes his self-doubt. What about the gas? Do we do anything about the gas? I mean, that sounds like it's going to be a conflict in their relationship is how he keeps farting through her and in her environment. (laughs) He's farting in the stuff that literally creates her. (laughs) I feel like like once he resolves his self-doubt, that'll resolve the gassiness. We have not figured out how capitalism is going to work in this story. As an antagonist. Right, he because he still needs a job. Yeah, does the job really play that big of a... Because uh, we want to make this short. This thing's going to be like 30 pages, 50 pages tops. Okay, how about this? So we can't spend a lot of time with like a montage of him applying for jobs <laughs> with his quill pen. <laughs> so he he he's going to the public's, public pool, right? <laughs> the mountaintop is simply haunted. Okay, it's a given. It's haunted. Has it always... I think... Did we already he answer goes, this? Has it always been haunted or does he discover it's, it's haunted? It's simply haunted. All right, we'll give you this. He goes to the public pool mm-hmm. uh, to apply for a job. So he gets a job scrubbing the pools at night after the pool closes. <laughs> a bat on his... How big is this bat? L- a fruit bat. Of a, like a baby's fist with wings or is it like... Yeah. Okay, so it's a small bat. It's a small bat. All right. Can he hide it in a cravat? Uh, it flutters. <laughs> so it's always shifting yes around. for size, but no for movement. Okay. And so, s- and yeah. All right. And shitting. So it's, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna shit that's up. gonna have to be a scene in it when he maybe first the meets bat's the water. Gassy. Maybe like when he. <laughs> maybe the bat's gassy. No. Yeah. Because we got to resolve this this conflict we got self-doubt which is easy 
No one's going to love him with a bat. So he finds a water ghost that loves him. Then the other one is external, which is gassy. It could be that the bat's gassy, but then what? The water ghost was a lover of animals in her previous life and knows how to feed the bat. How's the bat eating? The bat's eating his blood. Eh, you can't change the diet then. it's stuck then. by the face. You can't change the diet and get him to stop farting. This no. bat farting is something that can never be resolved as far as conflicts go. Right. Unless they have... Uh, the main character, like, takes simethicone or something. What's methicone? Simethicone. It's for gas. It's gas X. <laughs> Did they have it back in 1704? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. There's limits. That's the reason why we picked the setting. He eats some kind of herb <laughs> that makes, that ends up in his blood and it, it takes the gas away from the bat once the bat eats the blood. I love that the ghost is like, you ever had a carrot? The guy's like, carrots for poor people. Poor people at the public pool. It's like, you should eat carrots. It helps with gas. <laughs> Fine. And he has to go sneak into someone's yard, like getting rampant. Steal a carrot. Whatever. <laughs> exactly like uh, Rapunzel. Fine. Anyway, so he wants his own pool. But in order to get his own pool, he has to overcome the antagonist, which is capitalism. Yep. Right? Yeah. So he gets a job at the pool, scrubbing pools after hours, Mm -hmm. and there he sees this sexy water ghost. So he wants to continue this relationship with this sexy water ghost, Mm -hmm. but he doubts himself because of the bat. (laughs) Yeah. And because he doubts himself, it causes him to fart, which disrupts... So just stress is what causes him to fart then. We're going with that. Okay. Which disrupts the sexiness, the sex scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a process about him becoming more... Confident. Confident in himself. Sure. Which causes the gas to reduce itself to normal levels. Right. And then by the end, he saved up enough money to have his own pool. Sexy water ghost moves up to his own pool. And they oh. live happily ever after. Shit, our side characters are ghosts at his haunted mansion. Done. Sure, beautiful. Done. I love it. Heckler ghost, and then instead of like the the funny uh, scientist, kooky, uh, whatever, genius. I like the idea of a ghost on a skateboard. <sighs> Not gonna lie. All right, fine. <laughs> but he can't Kilmer. be scientist type to help Can him with Can it be Val a, Kilmer? Just basically it's Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> like, how come you, <laughs> What are those dark things on your face? They're sunglasses. It's like, I'm from the future. I just want to come back to this time. You can do anything when you're dead. Exactly. Ghosts all right, don't fine. need to uh, stay in one time period. I guess it's supposed to... All right. So, okay, fine. We're going to have the, the cool ghost, the heckler ghost. They're the ones that send him out to get off his... Uh, maybe he's a recluse on his mountaintop mansion. Uh... Because of the bat, no one likes him. He's been chased out of town on a regular basis trying to get groceries. And uh, so he just stays up there. But it's these ghosts that tell him to get out there and go get a job. Maybe it's because he's going to lose the home or something. Why wait? What? No, but it's the pool. No, he's got to go and get a job. So he gets a job cleaning a pool. And that's where he real. Then he realized if I want to get laid... Without everyone watching. And <laughs> <laughs> I have to build my own pool and talk her into coming to my place. Plus, it's great because the, the place is already haunted. It's great for ghosts. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll move there. But then the problem is at the end with the resolution, uh, the heckler and the comic relief are just watching them fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the heckler's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're touching your ass to the back of your head. You can't thrust that hard. <laughs> She's made of water. You're, bur- you're breaking her up. <laughs> you have to keep that laminal flow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever masturbate on a waterbed? Don't you know what it's like? You can't upset the rhythm of the waves. <laughs> Once you got that inertia going, you have to roll with it. You gotta roll with Don't it. Don't think Stop you're gonna change the rhythm now. I think we've sort of got an idea. Going over this, the pool at home, we got a reason for that. Capitalism, we're still not really doing well with. I think capitalism is the last thing that we're kind of stuck on. We're not flush. We flushed out everything else. <laughs> Capitalism, I understand, is preventing well, he him. Needs the money. So he right. needs the money so he gets a job, but it's the capitalism is to be a reoccurring thing throughout the story. It can't just be like the one. Like Why I not? need money to build my own pool, and then that's kind of the last you hear about it. Like capitalism for an antagonist would have to be a thing that keeps coming up through the story. Why? It's I don't know. If you want to stick with the rules, we have rules here that we made ourselves. <laughs> we have an antagonist. antagonist. Exactly. Rules we made ourselves. I know. We. I would think that capitalism would have to somehow keep coming up throughout the story, besides just him getting a job, which he gets right away, and then meets a ghost. Capitalism can be involved in him it getting in the way of him making his own pool. Yes. In what way, That's though? That's the point. Like, he just can't money. raise the money? He needs money. Or is it that he's got to raise money That's why he needs fast? to get a job. Yeah. Well, he's got a job cleaning the pool, which is how he met the ghost and got a foot job for But her. that's why he got a job, was so that he could have money to build a pool. Um, no. We changed that to the ghost heckler saying, you got to get out of the house. You're a recluse up here. Go get a job. And then that's when he goes and gets a job cleaning the pool, meets the ghost, realizes, if I got one of these back in my house, she'd come back to my house and people don't have to watch me have sex with her. You don't like that? I thought we were just talking about that. Just like a I don't ago. remember you saying that oh, at all. Fine. <laughs> okay. So the heckler ghost tells him Get out of the house. Get out of the house. You're wallowing. And maybe it's because he might lose his home. That's the reason why I brought that up. Like maybe you there's have some too much self doubt. Yeah, you gotta get out of the house. Yeah, that so bat's go, ruining your life. Go get, get out, get out, out of the house. So he goes, he gets a job at the community pool, but yep. his driving factor is to have a pool at home. Because instead he meets, of a public pool. After cleaning the pool. Maybe oh, late at night. so you're saying it's the driving factor comes after he meets his love Because he interest. wants to get laid all the time. He doesn't want to keep going to the public oh, okay. pool where people are seeing him. So then if I had one of these at home, then I could get laid whenever I want without everyone watching. And not you wouldn't have to shock the pool. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of his reason for building a pool. But then capitalism, I guess, would be him trying to get the money to quickly to make a pool, like real, real fast because he's real, real horny. Or maybe she holds it over his head. Like, she starts to stroke him off, and she's like, but you know, I'll stroke you to completion if you had your own pool in your yard. And he's like, oh boy, I'm horny. I gotta make this happen fast. Like, tomorrow. And so how does he raise money quickly could be the capitalism? Okay, so the antagonist is several low-paying jobs where he doesn't have workers' rights. <laughs> workers' rights? He goes yeah. to work at Amazon. Sure. Or it's 1704. Maybe it's, uh, well, they don't really have factories yet at that point. Just some shitty environment where it's like loom. he's working alongside eight-year-olds. Right. <laughs> like Doing menial yeah, tasks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The capitalism one's a little bit sticky. That's the reason why I was saying maybe she just says, you get a pool, I'll come back home with you, and we can do it all the time. And he's like, oh, boy, I want to get laid. And then uh, after that, capitalism could be him trying to raise the money as fast as possible. And then they have this big argument because he's like, I'm working my hands to the bone. And... 
You know, you probably don't even like me. Like, there's no reason for me to be doing See, any this of this. this is working great. She won't actually finish having sex with him. She right? keeps teasing him. So he's no, he's she's like, you just want to use me for money and a private pool. <laughs> I love that she's basically just like your trashy, like going after like a, a like a wealthy person, no matter what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, just because she just like wants, she loves money. But for her, it's like she loves the idea of like, I, I want I want a guy with money because then I can have a pool in a private space. All right. So then I guess the last piece is if he's trying to raise money, what wacky montages of him raising money? And then that can also be like if he's almost about to build the pool, but then something capitalist involved prevents him from, you know, that's like another conflict that gets resolved. In Taxes. <laughs> Maybe he starts his own business doing something, but then because of capitalism, other companies compete with him selling the same product. It could be like, what business can you start that's bat related? Something guano based? Oh, yeah, good fertilizer. That you mix in water with cocaine and sell it to help your humors? Yeah. And then, uh, but then because it's capitalism, another company's like, well, I can shit in a bottle and put cocaine in it. So then they start competing and then they have a better product. And that starts Coca-Cola. So he's always on the verge Wait. of, he's on the verge of greatness. <laughs> but then some guy named Coca, <laughs> Steve Coca, wound up, like I can shit in a bottle and put cocaine in it too. But then he like adds a little bit of flavoring and somehow he, that's how he beats out this guy. <laughs> I think we're overthinking the capitalism part. It's the antagonist. We got to do something. Ew. Are you okay? Mm-mm. Yeah, throat nugget. Uh. Nah, it's just a piece of beef jerky. Ew. <laughs> How long has that been in there? From earlier when I walked the dog. <laughs> it's been hours. Apparently it started to go, some piece was trapped somewhere in my mouth, some recess of my mouth and started going down my throat, <laughs> slowly <laughs> crawling its way down. Please let me join the others. <laughs> my wanna, family left me behind. I want to be pooped too. Okay. We could have a series so of... He, so what's the, what, what is the problem with capitalism that he keeps trying to come up with businesses to make money? That could be a bit. And but it could he be, keeps getting one out by a better product? Yeah. Is that the joke? And we okay. can make part of that joke be their products that we know today. Okay. So, um, so first he tries selling guano to because he's got a bad the farmers. Yep. And then, of course, adds and a little sweet, sweet And then Miracle Grow comes through. Oh, fine. And then he starts selling the guano to uh, the apothecary. Sure. But then Coca-Cola comes through. Yep. Maybe. How long is this book going to be? It's going to, I'm saying 50 pages or less. Then, it's got to be short. Okay, then one one job. We'll do the Coca-Cola thing. All right, one job. We'll just say there's a bunch of similar ones, but here's the one example of, uh, of like, the Coca-Cola thing could be an example of, like, he tried to start a business, but somebody else always beat him out, and that's why today you know Coca-Cola. And then maybe one other... Uh, and we'll just leave it at that. Should we just have it jump the shark and be like, then he got an inheritance and didn't have to work anymore forever. Thus defeating his antagonist. Sure. That's which is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> if you just have someone richer give you money, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
and there could be a whole speech at the end about it. It's like, I built this business myself, even though it's inheritance money that really helped him do it. <laughs> like, anyone can do it. I'm tired of maybe these lazy he's the one who Maybe he's the one that invents Coca-Cola. Oh, he could be the one that invents Coca-Cola. This could be an entire backstory of the person who invented We have to literally find out the name of the person that invented Coca-Cola, which was a Coke-based drink that they used to give people. Let's look up the history of Coca-Cola. John Stith Pemberton. That's a fantastic name. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> I'm going to use a random name generator for the other character names. Oh, nice. All right. Let's get the... Um, all right. Do the name generator for our love interest. Miss Kyra Mora. K-Y-R-A. Miss Genevieve Jimenez. Miss hmm. Marie Meza. Miss Hattie Shannon. Ooh, Hattie Shannon sounds good. Okay. Protagonist, love interest. Uh, we have, what's the heckler ghost? What's his name going to be? And then also the comic relief ghost. Okay, we'll start with heckler. Okay. Is our heckler Mr. Mateo Gibbs? <laughs> Mr. Keaton Chavez? Hmm. Mr. Arhun Boyle. Hmm. Mr. Elena Whitaker. Hmm. Mr. I... Travis Blackburn. Mr. Victor Glenn. Mr. Kira Calhoun. What? Was it M- Mateo Glibs? Mateo Gibbs. Let's do Mateo Gibbs. Okay. Mateo Gibbs, comic relief ghost, should hopefully have a wacky, or no, a cool name. This is a skateboarding ghost. This is Skateboarding Ghost. Is he Mr. Junior Stein? <laughs> Fletcher Garcia? Wow. Damian Potts? Hmm. Grover Pina? Christian Peterson? Adrian Dixon? Hmm. Maximilian Hamilton? Oh, Max. Max. Max on a skateboard? Max on a skateboard. Very 90s. Um. Okay, so we've got the protagonist... We've got the love interest. We got the heckler ghost. We got the comic relief ghost. Oh, uh, what should the mountaintop or mansion be called? Oh, that's I guess true. it could be like whatever mansion is the mountaintop name. The darkest hill estate. <laughs> the forested tip estate. The forested tip. <laughs> I like that one. Forested tip it is, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about it's haunted. It still sounds sexual. Uh, okay. Okay, so then I guess one last thing would be what would be the town name that he's like going to work, like at the pool and also going to try and sell his guano based products <laughs> to other businesses. Okay. <laughs> so I used fantasy name generators again. Uh, the Haunted Bluff. That should have been the mountaintop mansion name. Like, I know. Nope, no, I like on. Forested Tip. Yeah, Forested Tip. Well, do you want good. Forested Tip to be the town name? <laughs> and the then, Forested Tip? Yeah, but Haunted Bluff is a little too on the nose. Yeah, it's not... you're right. All right, let's see what else you got. Okay. Uh, the Laughing Rise. Shimmering Volcano. I don't like this. Let me see if I, <laughs> I don't can. like this. Places in. The Royal Gap. <laughs> the Hollow Gorge. Hmm. The Boundsless Gorge. 
<laughs> this all sounds really sexual. The putrid notch. <laughs> the putrid notch. Applemer notch. Nah. Radnola path. Nah. Asbalt pass. Here fair passage. I'm going to do a search for vaguely sexual town names. <laughs> Quirky city names. Buttsville, Dick Johnson, Indiana. Buttsville's in New Jersey. Oh, you're right. It is. Buttsville, New Jersey. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Pleasure Point, California. Climax, Georgia. Plenty Wood. Licking, Indiana. Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. These are a little too ridiculous. Pussy Creek. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be so blunt and over the top. It's actually kind of funny. Right. I'm going to go down to Pussy Creek and see if I get a job. <laughs> <laughs> In Washington State, there's a town called Hump Tulips. <laughs> <laughs> We could cheat. What if the town's called capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> and he can never seem to get a good job there and raise enough money. Oh, Chugwater, Wyoming. He eventually does create Coca-Cola, which appeals to the people of Chugwater. Okay, let's have it be Chugwater. Do you want it to be Chugwater? Yeah. That could be our tie-in. What's next, uh, Greta? What's your name? Gertie. Gertie. What's next, Gertie? <laughs> After so, this, what's our next episode? You'll join us next time for when we start <laughs> writing this story. Starting with chapter one. Starting Each episode's chapter a chapter. And we're going to start with the the birth of John Stith Pemberton. Right. This is actually autobiographical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not autobiographical. Biograph- biographical. Biographical. Yeah. Sweet John Stith. I am John Stith Pemberton. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to name this book? Oh, my God. We need to come up with a name. I think before we we'll get into this episode. leave that to the end. Oh, are we going to? Oh, okay. you want to do it now? I was going to say, maybe we do it now, but okay. We can wait till the very end. Let's see if maybe something strikes us as we write it. Sure. That sounds good. So, to be determined. All right. Well, with that, we've uh, thought of our story outline. Next episode, we're going to write chapter one. Not write it, but just get down the ideas. And then I guess we're going to actually have to sit down and write it. We're going to write it because you're going to voice it. Ugh. I'm going to voice it. We are not doing any Cockney accents. Don't expect (laughs) me to do like a woman's voice because that'd be weird. (laughs) And no children's voices. (laughs) Not doing children's voices. Uh, And so then, yeah, we'll do that in the next episode. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, and I hope this uh, this stimulated your creative mind. Hopefully. (laughs) This has been Gertie and Glenn for gestating the curious mind. (laughs) It's the dumbest title. Part part of the Nuzzle House umbrella community. (laughs) Nuzzle House Network family of podcasts. Exactly. Uh, Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Want to contact us? Don't. This isn't about you. But if you have to, my email is glenn.nuzzles, N-U-Z-Z-L-E-S, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, at House Nuzzle. Uh, but don't bother us, because we're too busy working. <laughs>